This is Tobias from Glass Ocean, and you're listening to the podcast. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm your host Dario and this is episode 75. And as you have heard already, today we have Tobias from Glass Ocean uh, here on this show. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> I'm also very good. Thank you very much. Um, we like to start our uh, shows with a little section that we call... What's in your Walkman? That means we're asking our guests to tell us a little bit what they've been listening to lately, some favorite songs that kept popping up in their playlist. So is there anything you can think of right now that you've been listening to lately? <laughs> uh, it's probably the worst time to ask that question. It's going to be a very revealing answer. Um, I've been listening to lately. Actually, it's, it's going to be sound really funny. Uh, Mario 64... Um, there's a track on there called Jolly Rogers Bay and there's a 10 hour version of it on YouTube. And I've been listening to that a lot lately because while I'm at work, it's like really peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been listening to that. Uh, what else have I been listening to? Um, maybe a bit of Gherkin. Yeah, so, sorry, maybe something we can put, uh, into the playlist because we, we, um, compile some playlists uh, that are accompanying the shows because we don't have the the music on the show itself and there of course we're going to put some glass ocean um, but we also will put uh, these recommendations oh cool okay um, I mean anyone that's played Nintendo 64 will once they hear that music they'll be like oh yeah back to my childhood <laughs> um, yeah otherwise uh I've been listening to a lot of Gershwin uh, piano works. Um, oh, there's one in particular that I'm obsessed with. Let me have a quick squeeze in my library. Uh, it's called Shall We Dance? Okay. That's a bit of a random recommendation, but that's uh, that's been buzzing around my head at the moment. <laughs> I've also been listening to uh, this this country kid in the States who just has this really funny little voice uh, and he's obviously got a big team of uh, American producers behind him souping up the music, but he, he's actually, he was, he was famous for, for yodeling in a, in a Walmart or something like that. And, uh, yeah. and then they pulled him off the street and they put him into the studio and he's written this, uh, he's, uh, his name's Mason Ramsey. Um, and there's a song called Love Sick Blues, which is this where he's kind of doing his yodeling and singing at the same time. And it's just there's something really comical about the track, and I just it kind of makes me happy. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That sounds, yeah, yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. I've been listening to a lot of music as always as well. And for this week, my recommendations would be um, from an upcoming EP of. Uh, Norwegian legend Isan, the cover version of Aha's um, Manhattan Skyline featuring Einar from Leprous. That's just so sick. I love cool. it. And uh, yeah, the EP drops 
this very Friday, September 11th. And another thing I've been listening to the last days was the debut release of a German progressive metal um, project called Intercepting Pattern, which is very much jazz metal, which is oh, really cool. Okay. Um, but I found their, their one single was a little bit uh, misleading because it was like the first half of the song was only, you know, like this uh, constant heavy chugging and screaming like Mshuga, and then you only had the jazz and awesome solos in the second part. So I'm going to check uh, and, and put some other song in there that has more of that that jazz that makes oh, it exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So these would be my two recommendations for the week. And now we're going to dive into Glass Ocean. I mean, you guys just put out your debut full-length album, The Remnants of Losing Yourself in Someone Else. Beautiful title. Um, Thank you on august 21st and um yeah as i said it's your debut full-length album but you guys been around for a couple of years already maybe you can uh tell us a little bit about the history and the origin uh, origin of this project and yeah what you've been up to up until the release of uh the remnants of losing yourself and someone else yeah, um, it started in 2013, uh, just as a studio project uh, with my best mate, uh, Nick Pedersen, who's, um, for those into sort of progressive metalcore, uh, he's in uh, the band Northlane, uh, drums for Northlane. Um, him and me have always written music together since high school, so um, I, I wrote sort of heavier stuff pretty much all the way up until then, and I wanted to write something that was a bit, um, I don't know, um, a bit more me. I was always I always loved heavy music, but uh, I wanted to write something that was more like what I grew up with, uh, sort of more modern, uh, like '90s rock, uh, uh, like in excess, uh, grunge stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was a studio project pretty much for three years. Um, we did our first EP in 2014. Um, we followed it up in 2015. Started touring, got a band together. And then, yeah, we, we, we played Australia quite a bit and we, we, we stopped touring for a bit and we went, okay, let's, let's do a full length. And uh, it took us five years to write a full length, <laughs> um, which um, I guess isn't, isn't not that uncommon, but uh, I, it was more a, a, a byproduct of uh, writing so many songs and not liking the material and not feeling the material was honest to the band at that place and time. Uh, and uh, once we'd written basically a, a second album that we were happy with, uh, we got everything together. And then last year was all about, you know, getting all the, the different assets together for a release and, and doing the videos and getting the artwork and all that stuff, which, you know, can, sometimes can take a, a bit longer than you, you really want it to. Um, and yeah, here we are. Yeah, all right. Before we uh, talk about the album in depth, you just mentioned the first two EPs from 2014 and 15, respectively. Um, now that we're kind of talking about them, are there any particular tracks from these two EPs that you would like to have included in the playlist to sort of document the the history or the 
discography as a best of Glass Ocean? Yeah, um, I think the track seven, I believe, on the first EP, uh, it's called Adelante. Um, I think your listeners will, will, will dig that track. Um, it's uh, it's a it's 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 actually a homage to Tolkien and uh, the island of Numenor. Um, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, the story of uh, which there's actually a part two, uh, which is not really that obvious to to when you look at the track names of the debut album. But the last track is basically a part two to that track. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess I would say that track. And then off the second EP. Um, Oh, uh, there's a song called Voice of Fire, um, yeah. which is sort of like a campfire kind of prog pop song. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, now, now, you just mentioned like this campfire prog pop song, whatever. I, w I wanted to ask because, um, of course, the fir first time I heard the song from Glass Ocean, I believe it must have been the first single for the new album um that was beyond us and yeah it's different it's uh, something like a mix i've never heard before in this uh yeah in this way uh obviously very poppy and uh, what but what st struck me the most was that um and i didn't really like it at first i have to admit was <laughs> that um You know, most of the prog bands, modern prog bands nowadays, if they take in influences from pop music, like in, in most of the cases, they take uh, 80s influences. And they are like the, the odd ones out that have like some 90s influences, actually, that, like Port Noir, for example. And mm -hmm. they, they have these, this Beastie Boys flair. Um, I don't know, but with, with you guys, especially with the new album, um, I had the feeling that you are actually also drawing from contemporary pop, which is completely uncommon in prog music. So, uh, yeah, how would you describe your, your style? Is there any um, genre description that you would be happy with? Or how would you describe the glass ocean ocean music to people who have never heard anything from you um it's uh, i've always kind of struggled a little bit myself trying to sort of you know say it was more this or the other it's, it's funny my my default answer for that is uh i just call it a rock band and people hate that answer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it doesn't describe anything um and that's kind of why i like giving that answer but I, to be specific and and not silly about it i i uh, it's funny because yeah the modern pop thing is definitely something that um has found its way in and i think just that that i think it's more about the structure i think that we take from that pop formula that kind of seemed to creep out of the early 90s late 90s with like michael jackson and people like that and then even though the sounds change the structure is is really just like it's you know a b a b bridge chorus and we, we've we've really stuck to that that uh way of writing for for a while and and there's not really many songs on that record that kind of break out of that 
Um, so I think that's where that modern pop feel might come from. Um, but, uh, yeah, I feel like it's sort of embedded in a 90s structure, although it doesn't sound like 90s. It probably does sound more sort of more, more modern. Definitely. So for, for me, especially the, the, the melodies and your vocals and the, the, your timbre and the way you, um, yeah, the way you write or the way you sing the melodies, you like embed the melodies in the groove, um, these kind of things, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, Beyond Us was it's it's it was it was a funny one to start off with because it really it <laughs> we had we had like a big debate about whether we should make it a single because it it starts off in I think it's a seven eight bar bar length in the first bit and it's really kind of it hits you pretty weird at first and then by the second verse it, you you start to roll into it but it does and I think it's sort of um, it applies to a lot of our music. It, it takes a while for it to, to set in and, and then you either sort of love it or you hate it. But it's, uh, it, it, it was never intended to instantly gratify. And that's, that's something that's been really interesting hearing the feedback, uh, when people listen to it, they go, it hit my ear weird, but I, I'm starting to like it. I'm starting to enjoy it. And it's, it's, which, it's really, which one are you talking about now? Uh, beyond us. Beyond us. Okay. Um, I think, um, yeah, the second single was Voyage then, and that caught my eye a little bit more because of the elaborate video you guys uh, were shooting with yeah. uh, with Adrian from, from Caligula's Horse, obviously. Um, uh, but... Yeah, the, the the moment I was I was kind of starting to 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 get into the groove was the third single, uh, Bolero, which was even more even more poppy, and I was like, yeah, ah, this yeah. this got something like like really thick and uh, sugary uh, melodies <laughs> that that like once they crept. In, inside you they're like they they're not letting you go um <laughs> and 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 yeah i i'm 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 honest i'm like a i'm a more or less old school prog rock prog metal i, I don't know every, everything prog and i'm um i'm not that much or at all into a lot of the modern pop stuff and and i was like kind of surprised that i started to like it especially with this track that went even further into that kind of style. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, I don't know, kind of surprising yeah. that, uh, that, <laughs> that in the end I did fall for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of the feedback we've been getting. They've been like, what the, what the fuck is this? I don't know if I like it. And then, and then uh, some people have started grabbing, gravitating towards those kinds of tracks more and more. It's it's, it's quite interesting. I don't really know uh, where that comes from. I think I think it is that uh, just that mix of modern pop and and prog um, sort of colliding in, in in a certain way. Yeah, I mean, so so would would be the progressive pop label be something you feel comfortable with? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, sort of prog pop rock. Um, if there's such a thing, I think there definitely is. Um, yeah, I think yeah, that's that's definitely something that we aspire to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I when I think when I would, I mean, 
of course, the instrumentation is rock. You got guitars and like uh, classic rhythm section. It's, it's all there. But I have the feeling if you if 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 I would label it progressive rock, that like this, it there's nothing Marillion or Genesis in there. If you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I think it would be a little bit misleading. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It, um, when you think progressive rock, it's not the kind of style or the or the uh, or the the kind of brush that that uh, yeah, as you said, with like Genesis and stuff like that. It's not it doesn't really sit in that area. It's kind of it, it leans more towards the pop side. Um, yeah, but but still, the what 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 makes it proggy is is the, uh, like yeah, the rhythms and the the, the guitar layers and and uh all these intricate intri intricate stuff there was actually one band that uh w one band only i could think of that did something a bit similar and um they're from poland they're called disperse and their last yeah their last album uh forward was released on season of mist in 2017 um I don't know what they're up to right now because their main songwriter and guitarist, uh, Jakub Zitechki, um, the, he left the band. And so I don't know if they're still around or not. Uh, actually, Jakub himself, he released a solo album last year, I think. And even though he's like a super guitar prodigy, it was there was not not a lot of guitar on it, if I remember correctly so it was very very okay. modern and very very poppy so these would be the 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 only comparison i could uh really give people in the prog scene um to you guys um so cool, yeah. okay yeah i'm so glad to hear that because like we want to come over and play with bands like that we want to that's who we want to go tour with you know we, we don't really fit uh you know we're, we're with the prog label and we have um we, we're we're from the prog scene in australia but we have a bit of a hard time trying to fit with the right bands on the right bill because they're either heavy, heavier or kind of a little bit more alternative to us or something like that so yeah okay cool yeah i think disperse would be a, would, would be a great match definitely um but yeah you just mentioned you, you're coming from the prog scene in australia and you played the um the the, the what's it called prog fest yeah um, prog fest uh last year and stuff and there there's also heavier bands on there obviously um but yeah. uh yeah yeah how how does it how does it translate to 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 an audience who is like yeah like a prog metal audience <laughs> it's um they it, it... It took them because we've we've toured enough now in the scene to be a familiar face. So it kind of like when you listen to Beyond Us for the first time. At, at first, people were like, "I don't, I don't fucking understand this. <laughs> it's not heavy. It's not like not heavy." Um, but after a while, uh, uh, I think, um, uh, especially like Caligula's audience um, yeah. seemed to appreciate us more and more which is really great um you know because they've, they've got such a great following here and and the shows we have played with them it's always time and time again they we, we get a good reaction from the crowd which is great um and they know what to, what to expect now too they mm -hmm. they know that 
we're not going to come out and just go boo and just you know just turn it up it's going to get a little bit emotional and it's going to get a little bit you know a little bit like you know i don't know it's 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 yeah, but it's 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 good to see um, that um, that uh, we're getting some good support here. Yeah, um, I mean, Caligula's horse audience should be uh, expecting get to be getting emotional during the show anyway. So Absolutely, yeah, yeah, <laughs> with the yeah, headliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, I mean, they're they're like, you know, it's 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 like they're riding on on horses or something like and i mean that in the best way possible like they're just they have that like even though they're not nordic or anything they have that kind of ancient vibe about their music and it's it's and then we sort of play before them sometimes and it's like you know we look like we've come out of i don't know you know some floral 90s video clip or something like that it's, <laughs> it's quite it's quite the the opposite side of the coin but but um yeah it's it's good that they're enjoying it it's uh yeah still fits somehow in in a weird yeah. way um but i i I'm, i could imagine that uh even though you're not aiming for that a lot of times i found this to be true with bands that sound quite mellow on record that the live show is automatically a, a good tad heavier um yeah from, from yeah, feel hair from the feel yeah yeah just yeah. Feel, feels heavier when you have the live drums and and yeah the live energy and everything um yeah i mean it's been a while since since uh since every band on this planet has been playing concerts i guess uh, well, here in Germany, we we we're just starting again with 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 smaller concerts and, or, yeah, smaller bands playing bigger venues that are of course reduced the capacity to, a, to a fraction of what it would normally hold. How has been things in Australia for you guys uh, during this weird time? Yeah, that's great to hear about Germany. I mean, it's it's I, I'm starting to hear things are starting to open up over there, which is great. Um, here we were making good progress, and and then um, just like New Zealand, uh, things started to come back again, and infections started to rise, and we've had to lock down, you know, uh, Victoria, uh, and uh, all all bets are off on touring plans and things like that. Um, so it's you know it, it sucks um, and uh, there's no way to plan for anything um, and uh, and our states are kind of not at war with each other with with their guidelines and their restrictions but they're 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 at opposing ends uh, and so it's difficult to really plot a future so far so all we've been doing is just moving our dates uh, further and further forward and just hoping. You know that uh, that by that time things are opening up again. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess there's there's not much more you can do because it's uh, so unpredictable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's tough. The only thing we can kind of do is is make you know content and and keep writing and and rehearsing and 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 playing as as consistently as we can. Unfortunately, two of our members are from. Melbourne uh, from a different state so we can, I haven't seen them and I haven't seen them since the beginning of the year uh, which is just it sucks but um, 
Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to, I don't know, start Skype rehearsals or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, coming back to the album, um, I've read in the press uh, info that it uh, was supposed to become a concept album, but then didn't. So what happened? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, we... We we wanted to write something a little bit more grandiose, something that was more like tr- track by track. This is what we're doing. We're going to define what it is that we're doing, and then go after it. And we kept we wrote tracks, and we just kept feeling that like it was forcing a false narrative about the band and about where we were in that place and time and. And after we'd written like basically a full album worth of material that we didn't like, we decided to go back to the drawing board and just start fresh. And we wrote a collection of songs that were kind of like the other side of the coin that we were originally writing. And that original coin was kind of trying to be filled with like hope and love and light and dreams and and a little bit it was a little bit, it was, wasn't based on reality. And at the time, you know, there was a lot going on in, in my personal life and in our band and the band's personal lives. And we're like, fuck it, let's write something a little bit darker and a little bit like more messed up and crooked. And, and, and so we just got all these songs off our chest. And when we look back on it, we realized that we were like trying to like bleed out some bad blood that was kind of inside us that needed to be let out so we could feel healthy again. And that's where the name, the remnants of losing yourself and someone else came from because the remnants are the songs themselves uh, and the trials and tribulations uh, that, that we went through as individuals and together. Um, And uh, that's what it ended up coming out. So it's kind of, it ended up sort of like a concept album anyway, but um, a little bit more, kind of like a thema- thema- thematic concept not like thematic, a, like, a, yeah. like a story like a classic storytelling uh, thing <laughs> yeah and which doesn't really have an ending either um it kind of leaves the last track leaves everything pretty open in the air as to whether you know if you could pull out a character from the narrative uh you don't <laughs> the character may not have learnt their lesson yet and that was that was pretty close to what happened as well so okay uh, I, yeah yeah <laughs> so i'm keen to be i'm keen to keep writing about that and 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 keep following through with that i think and i, I think that's going to keep going on to the next album wow cool um so how did how did the songwriting uh, go about with uh nick actually yeah leaving the band but still writing songs with you so is is were the songs written mostly by the two of you or did the rest of the band also have some something to say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's generally me and Nick sort of laid down the groundwork and and then Curtis, uh, our, our guitarist, came came through and, and laid a lot of sort of um, individual guitar tracks down, solos, um, a few sections... Uh, and our drummer uh, works really well with Nick, and they sort of there was tracks where Pat wrote the drums and tracks where the, Nick wrote the drums, and and then in the studio we had both of them there together, um, and they just collaborated on everything and came up with 
you know, stuff on the fly. And it was, yeah, it was, it was cool to have, because on the previous records, it was pretty much just me and Nick. And it was good to have another guitarist there. Um, and then like two drummers basically, um, <laughs> which is, you know, kind of unique and interesting. And, um, yeah, no, it was, it was a great process. It was really fun. Awesome. Um, yeah. And you, you mentioned you are also already trying, yeah, looking forward to, to, or looking into writing new and more stuff. Um, one one more thing I would like to talk about would be the artwork of the album, because it's a little bit of a change of style from the from the EPs. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about the artist and uh, collaboration with the artist who did that uh, artwork for the album. And I would assume maybe was the same one who did the uh, Beyond Us and Voyage uh, artworks? Or was that a different yeah. one? That, that, was, that, was, um, that was the guy, uh, there were two different artists. Uh, the guy that did the, the single artwork, um, he's a really good mate of ours um, who does a lot of the tour posters, he does all the merch. Um, and, um, unfortunately it was just a, a timing thing. We caught it, we sort of ran out of time to do individual, uh, artworks for the singles from the, the artist that did the album artwork. Um, but still he's, he, he fits the style so well and it's, it's great. It's a great testament to him that, that, um, that it, it does fit quite well with the album artwork. Um, cause he was able to match the style really well. Um, but the, the album artwork itself was we wanted to get an art deco artist uh, and um, it's, a, it's a pain in the butt trying to find an art deco artist, a modern art deco artist. It's like they don't exist. <laughs> so, and we, we, we found, we found uh, Jason uh, after what must have felt like four months of scouring the web and talking to people. Uh, and, you know, he's, he's one of these guys that works for like, you know, quite big companies. He does stuff for, you know, like Coke and things like that. And oh, wow. we're going, oh, this, this is not going to work out. Like he's going to cost an arm and a leg and he's not going to have time and this and that. And, and luckily he had time and it, it, it didn't cost an arm and a leg and, um, and it turned out exactly how he wanted. And, uh, he's, he's fantastic. He was just so amazing to work with. And, and, uh, his style is just, it's so unique to his, to himself. He, I haven't really seen anyone else do a modern, a modern art deco spin, um, which is kind of what, what he's got going on in the artwork there. Um, yeah, yeah. And the artwork itself is what it's meant to represent is, um, you know, you've got this sort of futuristic city and something that I'm fascinated with is, is, is symbolism and, uh, uh, in, in the foreground, you've got this big statue and you've got a man on one side and a woman on the other side and they're holding up, uh, what they're supposed to be holding up is the light. Uh, and they're, they're reaching up together and there's a bit of a Trinity going on between those two and then where their hands are, but then at the top. And so that's something I'm really obsessed with things like the Holy Trinity and, and, uh, and how that factors into, you know, uh, geometry and symbolism in life and whatnot. And, and then at the very top there, there's a, there's an image of there's, there's two people at the very top 
And it's kind of ambiguous as to what they're doing. They could be dancing, they could be singing, they could be hugging, they could be arguing, they could be just talking. Um, and the whole point of putting them up there was that, you know, you've got this structure that you're adhering to, and it's, you know, it's, it's, you might think it's perfect, but then what's being held up above you and me and 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 subject and object is maybe something that isn't isn't uh isn't what you want it's not holy it's not it's not just it's not right and so there's like a, a duality at the top that's that's butting heads uh and that's basically what the album is it's like it's it's a conversation between these two forces and they're holding up something between themselves and they might be holding up something that's not exactly sacred it might be dredged in 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 uh lust or in remorse or or trauma or or malevolence or something like that and that was that was the whole thing for me with the album I was like you know we're trying to create this structure but there's something integrally wrong with the structure and that's why we put those two people up there well that was uh very very interesting insight there um looking <laughs> looking at the four single artworks um funnily funnily enough i would say that um looking at the the artworks for beyond us and voyage i definitely can match them uh with the respective videos uh mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. from from the visual look and the same is the case for the other two bolero and almeida the two videos feature only you uh, uh, in Bolero with this black and white aesthetic and in Almeida it's it's more colorful. Um, mm -hmm. So w was that on purpose that to to match the single covers with the videos? Yeah, yeah, we wanted to to set a theme uh, before the videos came out, so we'd prepare people for like the palette that they were going to uh, experience when they watch the visuals. Um, yeah, yeah, we wanted to. And and, and it was great because the um, uh, Thrash Wolf, the designer of the single artwork, he he just, um, he'd seen all the videos, he knew us really well, so he matched that aesthetic really quite well, um, which was great. Awesome. And all four videos were uh directed by adrian right absolutely yeah <laughs> yep. yeah no adrian's the man he we had him yeah he's he's our guy for for um anything visual yeah that that's awesome they 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 do look really slick just uh fitting fitting the music um thank you yeah uh thank you for taking your time uh, uh tobias it was a uh really nice getting some insights into the um the world of glass ocean and the remnants of losing yourself and someone else um i hope uh at some point down the line next year or in two years who knows you guys will be able to tour again and maybe even europe <laughs> yeah yep absolutely absolutely but until then, yeah, we will have we, we, we at least we have the music to keep us company. Um, so in that sense, uh, thank you again. Uh, thank you to our listeners for listening. And uh, yeah, 
uh, take care of yourselves, take care of your loved ones, and listen to great music. Beautiful. Thank you, Dario, so much. It's awesome. The broadcast is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. It is produced by Randy M. Salo, Janine Stengel-Lewis, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, and Dario Albrecht. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant.